Bob Saget here. I hope you're doing well. I'm sure you're having orgies all the time in your basement. That's what you do, Rick, because that's what you are. Your name's Rick Fink. Sounds like you're up to something. Small Town Scuttlebutt is sponsored by Mario's Lawn Care. For the best service in lawn care, consider my friend and landscaper, Mario Apolity, and his committed crew at Mario's Lawn Care. By Royal Pizza. All their dough and sauce is made fresh daily in store. When it's time for pizza, it's time for Royal Pizza. Because, yeah, you know what's up. And by Park Street Books. Visit New England's largest children's books and toy store in person or on their new website, parkstreetbooks.com. Here it comes, right on time. It's the follow-up episode of the follow-up season of the follow-up thing of the... I don't even know at this point. It's Small Town Scuttlebutt. Small Town Scuttlebutt is the show where we find out what the people have to say. Traffic lights that are time drawn makes my morning drive too long. Suburban moms love drinking wine. Let's go check the grievance line. Small Town Scuttlebutt. That is Rick, he's a daddy, wrote the post that drove you mad I am Mike, I work with kids, I do the things you wish you did Kathy's always killing time, talking about some unsolved crime We made this podcast just for you Really nailed that kazoo, Rick Oh, alright, a little late there, Kath Thanks, though Recording from a basement in a small town somewhere in the United States of America Here's Rick Fink Jr., Mike Page, and Kathy Ferris. Okay, it's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, recorded from my basement with my friends, Mike Page, across from me, and to my left, Kathy Ferris. Good to see you guys. Welcome back. Good to be here. I'm frustrated today. Can you tell? No, more importantly, are you frustrated, Kathy? I'm no, I'm not frustrated. I, there, what people don't realize is that we are in this really lovely basement because you have redone everything for season two. This was a yes or no question. And right? okay. um, but there's a lot of passive aggressiveness coming out, and I feel at home. Oh yeah, okay, at home. okay. I was losing you there until you were saying you feel. That good is my here. second language. Is it passive yeah. aggressiveness or passive aggression? Oh, I believe I it's passive aggression. How are you feeling today? <laughs> Passively aggressive. Well, here's here's why we're feeling this way, people. Um, we all show up here on a Monday at around 4, 4, 4.30. Kathy rolls in around 5. Not because she's late or anything, just because she's so busy doing other things. That was an unnecessary thing to say, but go ahead. I thought you felt comfortable in the right. passive-aggressive I world. I was here promptly at 4 o'clock. You were, and then as we... I was instructed. And here it is, a quarter to 7 o'clock. And we're still sitting here. We just figured out all of this technical. Hang on. I like that he says Bef- we. Shit. Yeah, before <laughs> you continue with your we talk, um, I'll explain. I got here at 4 o'clock. Rick had given us strict instructions to have everything in by noon today so he could get everything loaded onto the board. Uh, you know what? If my if I could get internet, which I just can. And now, uh, anyway, so dude, everybody so did that. I hope this is not edited out. But no. none of it was on the board none when I got it. here. It all had to go onto the board. Rick doesn't know how to get into. They his missed own a deadline. Email. They missed a deadline, people. How so? Uh, let's see. Um, well, wait, yeah, there no, it is. I'm sorry. I told no, you guys no, no. last night to Mike have pro- your. Mike work probably didn't me. see this because Mike was working. So Mike worked all day. He has an hour commute. He worked all day. And we got our stuff into you. And I noticed oh. on Facebook that you're posting pictures of your dog. And I'm thinking, huh, it's a puppy. That's interesting. <laughs> that okay. he has this kind of check like your, free Check your time. texts, ladies and gentlemen. Check your texts. Last night, 1016. I can't. Here's Can why. you guys there's get a, your game a... show answers from Jeff and Allie tonight? Yeah. Okay. Radio silence Guess till what? 917 this morning uh-huh. about something completely irrelevant. You, you said and yesterday I just said, it had you know to be in by noon. I'm sorry. What does that sign up there say? Just turn, turn off, off your cell phone. phone. Yeah, just the ringer. Why would you tell us to, to uh, check the phones? Just the ringer. All right. So any about, every, anyway, guys, Kathy this is what you're walking into. I'm not saying that there's a crack <laughs> in the foundation of this trio. I'm just saying that it is my job to figure out the technology and have that board loaded when you guys walk in at four. Now, if you were to grade yourself Kathy, on your performance today, what, what, yeah, what, what grade would you be? Oh, an F. Uh, this, I'm just irritated. And you know what? Just 
heap it on me. I don't. You, you know what's good for you? I I have a cousin like this. Uh, <laughs> her identity got stolen, and that was awful. But she got bangs and a bad credit score. But the thing is, is that I have a cousin like this, mm-hmm. where they already know why you're mad at them, and then they get mad at themselves. So then you can't get mad at them. So yeah, that's it's like what I'm this doing. Weird dynamic. That's called gaslighting, man. Is that's that what called it is? gaslighting. Yeah. No, I can <laughs> I've tell. I've watched enough Lifetime I know, movies to know what gaslighting is. When I go to make is. the mac and cheese for my kids, come back down. I know you're oh, talking don't about try how to I'm make a bad parent. Because when I came back down, we were not talking. I talked to you about how you were a bad parent. I didn't talk to anybody else about yeah, it. Yeah, let's define bad parent. <laughs> Apparently, in Kathy's world, a bad parent is a guy with a podcast downstairs with his kids upstairs. One's eight, one's six, and they're eating their mac and cheese, and they hear a dog, you know, kicking around a deer hoof. <laughs> Just, okay. And then she's like, are they up there alone? I'm like, yeah. It's they're Monday and, night in America. They're eight and six, <laughs> eating mac and cheese next to Rex, who's playing with his, what sounds like a deer hoof on a hardwood floor. So I got knocked for being a bad parent. I know I'm not a technically savvy person. Is there anything else you want to... I feel like this is going to be great. I feel if we oh, haven't yeah, no, hooked no, the, the listeners yet, awesome. if we haven't hooked the listeners yet... <clears throat> You know, your your aggression and gaslighting is going to just keep everybody here. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would have turned this show off by now. So if you're still listening, <laughs> no. you guys have nothing going right. on right now. And we want to thank you because Mike and I did do a lot of work yeah. for this. And uh, so we just spent the last two two hours trying to figure this out. Yeah, and I appreciate it. So as a teammate, you know, I'm going to say thanks, guys. You know, you rose to the occasion. I, is there anything you'd like to say? To the that? thing is, no. <laughs> are we never going to talk about the elephant in the room here, where That's like Rick be becomes a different person? <laughs> like God. he says one thing, and then and then he takes a breath, and then all of a sudden he's like a different person. For an example, um, when we were doing the whole Mary Long thing, where you're like, Mary Long shouldn't be on that, shouldn't be asking about it, and then you're like, you know what, Mary Long should come here and do our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was in one breath. Yeah, and and my ideas usually are implemented. She is not on that website, and she is here. So when I say this is the way it should be, oftentimes, you know, it sort of just works itself out that way because you know, at the end of the day, the at the be. end of the day, this is your basement. This is your equipment. So it's just going to be Rick's way. Maybe we could have a segue for that since we don't have Rick's rundown anymore. Are you guys going to, what are you going to do, unionize on me? You're going to just. No, I'm just sitting here in silence and judging you for your Mets hat. (laughs) Why would we do that? You didn't open that email. I don't know if you caught that or not. They didn't make it to the series this year. I know that. Mike's coming in hot. Yes, but that's okay. Um, Because we are talking this week about. If it's okay with you guys, can we start the show? Yep. Okay. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about relationships and how relationships- patch hours. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that you're a little mad at me because last week, I didn't get the memo, but you exchanged some gifts and you bought me a really cool Top Gun t-shirt. Yeah, there was no memo. I just said, I'm going to, I saw it in the store and I said, my God, the screams of Rick. He loves Tom Cruise. Mm. That was very considerate. And I got champagne. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so uh, I was like, I'm I'm gonna do some uh, season two uh, gifts to kick off the season. Well, that was very nice. We didn't I, even mention al- it. I also have season two gifts for you guys, but I I didn't want to pay the extraordinary um, shipping and handling fees, so it's gonna be another week. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna talk about how this pandemic has really been uh, wreaking havoc on relationships. Yes. There's people getting divorced. There's people breaking up. There's no swiping left or right anymore, is there? I mean, people don't want to go out with anyone and get COVID, let alone some communicable disease, right? Honestly, like, I'm glad we're talking about this because not only in the pandemic itself, I think it's been crazy, mm. right? Um, but for me, you know, my in my stage of my life at 52, um, you know, when I first got married, I thought, why would people ever break up after like 17 or 20 years? And now I can see why, because it really is easy once the kids are mm-hmm. gone to be like, well, we're kind of done. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my plan B is not in the form of a pill. My plan B is in the form of a secret checking account and a really good understanding of the real estate market. Okay, that's right. <laughs> like that's what my plan B is. Okay. 
Well, I like that plan B, and uh, I think you're going to like this because what it is is sort of like Rick's rundown in disguise. We're going to release results of our small-town scuttlebutt Duke University poll when we get Megan Kelleher on the line. Remember, she's our news anchor, and uh, she's down at Duke University mm -hmm. pursuing her MBA. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, yeah. Oh, we'll do some grievance calls today. and um, But before that, oh, well, yeah, and then, okay. We'll also have this newlywed game. We're going to actually test our knowledge mm -hmm. or how we feel about our relationships with our own Yeah, because it got us thinking about like, okay, so what, what status is our friends. relationship, right? Like, how well does Jeff know me? Right. How well does Allie know Mike? How well does Leslie know you? Like, I'm going to make who, a Leslie, prediction Oh, yeah, here. my wife. Okay. I'm, I'm going three for three on this. I'm going ooh for three. Yeah, I'm going, I'm not going to talk to Jeff remember. for two weeks. Because <laughs> he already apologized. <laughs> oh, that's great. I can't wait to hear it. Okay, well, before we get into all of this, guys, we have a drop-in. He's been sitting here patiently for now going on two hours. He is so No, patient. you came here at five. He's so busy, too. Yeah. I can't even know how. You're now <laughs> on the show. This is Brett Poirier. Brett Poirier from MTV. And that's oh, not music television. You. That's medfield television absolutely and you were on our show last year where you asked to come on because you know what's up this is the best podcast in the world called small town scuttlebutt and you need to reach out to the local community to talk about this initiative coming up just in time for halloween so over to you sir we are doing the haunted drive-through at the medfield state hospital it is going to be an awesome halloween it is. Uh, I wow. can't wait. I cannot wait. It, okay. It's fantastic. I love that you're doing this. I mean, this is such a great idea. Um, you. It is a great idea. You is say that, that you get you a have using the sorry the the Medfield State Hospital I grounds know. as a, a a venue for a Halloween themed that event. That place is creepy anyway. At oh, like five twenty at night. I smell I, somebody trying to take credit. I well, no, just no, want, no. I'm just saying this is a great idea. I will pump slight tires i will put a little oh. bit of air in the tires here Who, who's this tires? Who's tires? small town scuttlebutt when i was here last year yeah i remember that we no, talked season. about this last season i vaguely remember the conversation yeah. there was a vague conversation about our old halloween and how it was and it wasn't scary enough so someone gave us the idea of why don't we go to the medfield state hospital and that was mr finesse himself <laughs> rick that Fink, was Jr. true that's true mm -hmm. now it seems like it's been diluted a little bit. I said, do a 100-yard dash zombie intercepting kind of game where you got to get from point A to B, but watch out for the zombie horde, and they all kind of walk slowly around. And you see the five-year-old kid, you walk wicked slow. And if you see the, the cocky 17-year-old kid with his buddies, you, 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 give him, you give him some chase, <laughs> you know. And you get a lot of liability insurance. Well, if no one's looking, maybe throw an elbow. It's yeah. all for Halloween. Now, Brett, you've been getting questions from people, and they're asking you about, like, how scary is this? Send the kid to the drive-thru. Watch them just be totally fine with it. One of the things that I want to get across to kids, okay, is the best way to improve is to find someone else who's doing it better than you and just jump in with them. So that's what we did. <laughs> mm -hmm. We found Erica Cody over at the library mm -hmm. and we just tagged along with her. And we said, hey, Rick Fink Jr. gave us this great idea of going to the state hospital and we are deciding that we want to bring you along with us. So we teamed up with the Medfield Library and Erica brought along all of her little demons and minions and all of the kids that volunteer with her. And yep. we are going to set up this whole thing. We are actually building <laughs> a lot of our props. That's one of the coolest things about this. We're building a lot of the props. So we have a bunch of gravestones. We'll have a whole graveyard. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. Um, and it's free. It's totally free. You do not need a ticket. Stop calling the library. They're getting a lot of phone calls for people who need who are looking to buy a ticket. Yep. Uh, stop calling them. So we are uh, totally free. This is I'm a picturing absolute... them like dialing on a rotary phone too. <laughs> yeah, hey, I hear there's a uh, there's some kind of thing happening at the state <laughs> hospital. I see, you see, uh, well, how do I go about getting the tickets? What's the uh... <laughs> exactly? What's the scoop here? The, the poor librarians—they're just trying to give away books. The number one thing that I am most excited about yeah. is we are coming out with a Mike Page Doodle Club coloring book. Oh, it's wow. At, it's at the drive-thru? It's going to be. Yeah, that's, that's the day that it is premiering. The first oh. 500 people. So I have to say the first wow. 500. In. I, there were so many people that are already interested in this. I think more than 500 will come. So, oh, no. Oh, I agree. I agree. The whole town. There's going the whole, to be. Right. Whole, I live around uh, the corner. I think I'm just going to walk over and help. 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's insane. I'm going to walk over and help. She's going to hand out the books. So it's going to be insane. Um, so we're going to be giving out these coloring books. I'm uh, I'm so excited about it, though. So I'm going to be dressed up as a Ghostbuster, mask, gloves, and then my backpack will be my hand sanitizer. I can spray sanitizer at people. Oh, my God, so. I love Brilliant. that. I know. Going across the streams. Okay, it's good. slime. <laughs> Everyone go. Uh, bring money. He's not charging you, but uh, there should be a basket. Out. I'm going to make sure there's a basket That's out front exciting. and throw some money in it. And I love this. So what we're going to end up doing is actually have a QR code that as you drive up, you'll be able to scan it. And the scan is also going to be on the back of the coloring book to not only donate, but also there's another QR code that's going to be on the coloring book. So if you're interested, you can flip through the pages and then you can scan it and you'll actually be able to watch the Mike Page Doodle Club from the scan that on the back is of the amazing. coloring book. And you'll learn how to draw the thing that you're coloring. It's funny that the Doodle Club just became something, and I think that it was such an awesome idea to be able to bring that into an actual coloring book. Like, we had joked about it, and we had talked about, like, oh, man, we early should do on this. Too, we Very early it. on, we were like, oh, these would be cool in a coloring book. To be actually able to bring that to a coloring book and then hand that out at a giant event that a ton of people are going to be at. What a good at, idea. I'm so excited. We had Mike on, Ferris and Friends, the the comedy show that I, that I host, and even the producers of that were like, wow, this is so great. Like adults really got into the whole thing that they were like, we didn't have enough time with him. We have to bring him back. Probably my favorite thing so far this school year has been two of the girls mentioned after they finished their online learning, they were like, can we do a doodle club drawing? Um, and I was like, okay. At first they wanted me to show, I, I, first they wanted me to show them how to draw um, a vampire. And I was like, you know, it's funny that you ask because this episode just aired. I can just show you and they were like oh yeah you have the doodle club i put it on first they followed along and they they did a drawing lesson but what was way cooler than that is as soon as they finished because they still had their ipads out from their online learning they made their own how to draw video and it was like one of the coolest things i've ever i've ever had anything to do with because it was like in a weird way i had inspired that and this is like i hate tooting my own horn I can tell by how like, uncomfortable you're getting right yeah. now. Yeah. But, but this, I was like, it was such a cool, proud moment that I was like, that's really cool that they're like mimicking that show. So and, awesome. And they were like, they kept saying, don't worry if you make mistakes. That's totally fine. I just made one. And I was like, yes, that's the takeaway message that they got. Like, that's all I want people to know. It's so awesome. Don't be afraid to mess it up. Just yeah. do it. I have to tell you, we were making all the tombstones and stuff, and I'm so glad I had that mantra going through my head. It was like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. And we made a yeah, lot. You weren't, yeah, you weren't afraid at all. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell, I think right? we should have Mike Page Doodle Club do one for the podcast. We'll do like doodles of the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. That's awesome. I'm so down. I feel like nobody's okay with that, but that's all right. Uh, I'll do it. We get to just do awesome stuff. And yep. I just thought about it as like, us as a TV station, the things that we have, the abilities that we have, we should be using them and we should be putting it to good use to, to do great, awesome, cool things that people can enjoy. We're going to move on. The theme of today's show, we said, is relationships and how that is being impacted by the pandemic. One of the relationships that's been affected has been Brett's. He was right. supposed to get married. Yeah. <laughs> you were? Yeah, that was a thing. I guess. That yeah, happened. but you pushed it. You're <laughs> wow, that relationship really went down. <laughs> yeah. When was your wedding date? Uh, it was not canceled. It was postponed. Um, that's a very fair Sorry. distinction, yeah. as many have been canceled. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to get married July, and we are postponing it to next August. A lot of marriages have been canceled. Like canceled. Ended, really. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, so I don't want to digress, but you know what would be great? People. What would be a great way to propose to somebody is to go to the Halloween drive-thru and be like, you know what would be scarier than this? Spending the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's play this relationship game. Brett, would you like to um, do the honors and play game show host? Oh, I am the hostess with the mostest. Yeah, he's, go. got the, he's got the game so show I think you're the host with the most. I'm totally confident that we're going <laughs> to screw this up. I'm super scared. I mean, you can do what you want, Brett, but. I'm confident that we're going to mess this up in some capacity, whether it's order, technology, or whatever. But you have three questions. These mm. questions were presented to Mike's girlfriend, Allie, and Kathy's husband, Jeff, and my wife, Leslie. Now, and how they, long, uh, Kathy, how long have you and Jeff been married? Um, 27 years. Rick, how long have you and Leslie been married? I don't know. Nailed it. Nine? <laughs> Nine years, something like that. Nine Minus one for Rick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, how long have you been with? Allie? Uh, officially since January. Officially? Yeah. 
All right, I like I like those relationships where well, the dates like, are really we, blurry. No, I mean we started we started talking um, in December. Like I mean we've known each other since sixth sixth grade. There's like a um, seeing someone, started, and there's a talking phase, and then there's yeah. a getting more serious phase, and then there's like official dating phase. And yeah, then no. right. And you know the sad thing is you're gonna find that Allie is probably more in tune with Mike than Rick. And right. Kathy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with their yeah, their they're in the honeymoon period. We're in the oh my god, what are you doing with the kids? Where are they? What's going on? Why why are they upstairs We're, eating macaroni and cheese by themselves? Yeah, <laughs> why is no why why too. is the dog upstairs eating the mac and cheese and the kids are watching TV and yeah. why is Charlie in the crate? That wasn't a deer hoof; it was the bowl. Being yeah, pushed right. <laughs> I get pushed around. Okay, so All you right. can read the questions. Um, we'll go with Mike first. Ask Mike these questions, and then we'll play the answers. Michael, try to answer, and guess what? I'm not going to try to answer. I guarantee you, I'm going to. You're going to nail it. Oh, wow. Okay, go for it. Let's just do this. Let's and let's you know move it along. Let's not get. All too right. Long. Question number one of How's Your Relationship Game Show, hosted by Brett Porio. Yeah. Oh, Thank wow. you. Yeah. Absolutely Sorry. bringing the energy. Not his first rodeo. First time. First question out is to Mike Page. Mike, describe your ideal night out. Um, my ideal night out would involve um, some kind of music, like a concert would be perfect. Not not a Taylor Swift concert, sorry, Brett. Um, but like seeing seeing a great musician and probably dinner would be my ideal night out. Is there a location specifically? Well, I mean, if it could be in New Orleans, that would be the answer. But I think like any great musician that I really love or great band that I love, like that, that's when I'm in my happy place. Kathy, do you ever go out to a night out? In New Orleans, no, no, I don't either. Yeah, I mean it's rare. I'm you saying, just take the jet down, or Brett said what's it is your also ideal. ideal. It's yeah, ideal. it's, it's ideal. like it's so. your your perfect evening. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, so you don't have to worry about the logistics. Like, okay, it's twelve hundred miles away. Let's start with that. Yeah. There's now. I mean, did Allie consider that part? I don't know. But yeah. okay, so yeah, maybe she set this all up for you. Okay, what maybe. what did she say? Going out in New Orleans, first having a muffaletta at the Napoleon House, and then seeing Preservation Hall um, at Preservation Hall. What's wow. funny is I almost specifically said Preservation Hall Jazz Band would be my ideal. Mm. We have yeah. their drum head hanging right here, yeah. signed by the whole band. So. Oh, I wow. didn't even yep. see that. <laughs> yep. That was, that was pretty impressive. That's you could have drilled it down impressive. a little bit better and still... She had your back. Like, that's yeah, she no, knows. I mean, Absolutely. that's great. She knows me. Question number two goes to you. What is your partner's pet peeve of you? Allie would say that um, she'll be talking to me and I'll get an alert on my phone. And I hate this about myself. But like Rick texts me something super important about the podcast. Allie's trying to tell me a story about her day. I'm still listening. But I will look at my phone. So Allie's going to say she hates that I am on my phone. My pet peeve of Mike is he's constantly on his phone checking Facebook Millennial. or checking Instagram or just on his phone in generation general. Is so and childish. he'll ask me a question, make eye contact with me, but then go to his phone while I start to answer him. Nailed it. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I you mean, got at it. least, so, you know, two at least two. I know, mm -hmm. but also that begs the question, why haven't I changed? Yeah, self-awareness <laughs> is good. And now, well, it's being addressed. This is kind right. of an intervention, Mike. Yeah. This question goes to you. How does your partner relax at the end of the day? With a glass of bourbon, uh, either straight up or an old-fashioned or a Sazerac, any of those are acceptable. 64-ounce guzzler? She might mention that occasionally I enjoy a cigar, but in terms of at the end of the day, I assume that's just when I get home from work. She's going to say um, a glass of bourbon, uh, hanging out with my dog, and just relaxing on the couch. He makes himself an old-fashioned or a Sazerac, depending on the supplies we have at the house, and then he will pull out his guitar and start playing his guitar or snuggling with Winston. If he could get in all three, a drink, a Winston snuggle, and uh, the guitar. I think he would be a happy camper. Wow. I feel like you guys cheated because it was so... No, it's just we Don't know you think, Rick, like it was mm. real close? It was. All right. So now we have Kathy Ferris. This, these questions are coming these to you, Kathy. These are not going to go well, and I will say this right now. I've been with this person. I've been with Jeff for more than half my life, and I don't think this is going to go good. Okay. Here we go. You have to beat three for three, which you can't. So you can. the best you can do is tie. Uh -huh. 
Number one, describe no your partner's ideal night out. So it would be my ideal night out. So my ideal <laughs> night out would be um, that. So when we go out, we have a what we call a traveler, which is that we're going somewhere where that I can bring my own Chardonnay because I do not like to pay retail for Chardonnay. Um, <laughs> then we would um, we would walk around and we would make up conversations to see if other people are listening to us, like. A typical thing is like, I know you're going to be going to jail in six months, but it's not going to be that long. And just see who's like listening in on us. Have you ever done this? It's this is like, your ideal night out. I oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then we rounded up by going to Burger King and getting two for one Whoppers. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Wow. Her ideal night out would be uh, any place with me and maybe we catch a meal. I think Hopefully. really how we did our dating time out, we go out to like a, a chain food restaurant at Bertucci's and Uno's. Hey, I'll even say Olive Garden. Oh, my God. Texas Roadhouse, too. Those <laughs> places are pretty good. Get some good food and then, uh, you know, go out to a bar and get some drinks and do a lot of people watching and uh, make fun of people. Be on their backs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't get that. I right. love how suburban that is. Like, we like the Olive Garden. We like Bertucci's. First of all, that's not even true. We wouldn't even spring on the Olive Garden. Like, for a night out, we would not do that. Ideally, like, it is exactly what I said. Or we'd go to Six Strings down in Foxborough, and we would get in before the cover charge. Sure. And we would wait Secret around the for the band to set up. <laughs> <laughs> and we would watch people who are our age just ruin the night by having uh-huh. all this PDA and dancing in very yeah. provocative, provocative ways. Number two, what is your pet peeve? So what? what is – the question is – Typed really weird. What, no, is, what your is your partner's, partner's pet, pet peeve, peeve of you? Um, so how do I read that? Every time I'm reading these questions, I realize that I'm reading them to you as they should have been read to the other person. So oh right, what is oh, right. okay? So what's right, his so pet what peeve is, of me? Yeah. So right. what is so your partner's pet peeve of you? So what's Jeff's pet peeve about Kathy? Backseat driver. I, oh, gosh. He, it's anxiety. You it's sit in the triggering. Back seat. <laughs> no, I don't. I wish I could sit in the back seat because you know where I sit? The death seat. That's where I sit <laughs> is the death seat. So I would say it's me commenting on his driving. I'm pretty dominant personality. I do command um, without giving a lot of uh, <laughs> rationale for why things should be done my way. Um, although... I do have a rationale, believe me. There's, there's just a whole lot of things that's wrong with the way I, I, I handle my We just finished doing the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all good with us. I'm glad he didn't talk about his driving because that's going to be a real issue. It's, it's an issue. <laughs> it's funny. an issue. Okay. All right. Now, here's question number three. Kathy, how do you relax at the end of the day? Uh, that's an easy one. Anybody who knows me knows this. A uh, glass of Chardonnay and an episode of Dateline. Dayline or Real Housewives or something like that. It's not quite the ABCs of Kathy's uh, <laughs> end of day. It is the B three Cs of how Kathy ends her days. It's Bravo, and the three Cs are cheese and crackers and Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. You guys have a nice marriage. Yeah, we do. You re- re- it, wor- it works. It works. It works, and it's we- not going to end anytime. We soon, always say that even if we get divorced, because you just never know. Okay. Um, even if we get divorced, yeah. we'd be walking out of the the Suffolk County um, courthouse and be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Nothing." You want to go to Chili's? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just still hang out. <laughs> I just think it's the thing is that you're a comedian, and so you take the hardest topics of conversation and you make them light and approachable. And the fact that you can actually do that with your husband is probably what brings. The fact that you can talk about it is mm-hmm. probably what makes it so so much better for you. Right? Yeah, I think right. so. Thanks. Yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of the relationships that are probably having trouble now, it, it, it all breaks down with the communication, right? And you either don't have a good conversation. You know, if you're around this person all the time because you're working from home and you realize that you don't really have much to talk about or your conversations always end up, are you kidding me? Isn't First of end? all, like I get gets, all that, but this I'm in the pandemic with everybody else. You don't think I'm on Kathy Murray's website about her real estate thing, like what's in the <laughs> listings, okay? <laughs> yeah. This is a roller coaster. This is a roller coaster. I feel like today you... just happens to be a good day. Okay. <laughs> good. I, I feel like you guys are in really good relationships. Yeah. 
I think everyone. And, yeah. and we're all excited everyone. for you because you predicted you'd go 0 for 3. Not 0 for 3, but I. Well, one of them. We're going to agree on everything, her but her, yeah, there'll be misalignments, but <laughs> ballpark will be in the same area. Like, all of my, yeah, good. Stupid. Way to hype let's it just, up. Let's just get through it. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. Yeah. Describe <clears throat> your ideal night out. My ideal night out, of course, is going to be with my wife. Now, I would like to go into Boston. There's a lot of really good restaurants there in uh, the seaport area. I would like to explore that more. Um, but every time I do, um, I get shot down with the, I don't want to go to Boston. It's too far. The traffic, parking, babysitter, the clock's running, all that stuff. So um, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? Because I'm not a selfish person. I'm going to make my ideal night something that she would enjoy as well. And that would be. Well, that's um, not what she's going to answer. There's no way. Well, First of all, ideal, you knew that the, these if I, the okay, questions. Okay, here's the deal. Looking... Ideal night, it's catch too. Yeah, ideal night, let's go to Boston, have dinner. It's not going to be ideal because she's going to complain about the parking and the traffic and the meters running on the babysitter <laughs> and her driving. So I'm going to say, why don't we just go to Avenue? Or let's go to Kiara in Westwood. Or let's go to, um, I don't know, one of... Royal Pizza, one, one of, of our pla- sponsors. One of the places that uh, is in our rotation. We yeah. would go out to a local restaurant. That's, That's my fantastic. answer. Rick's ideal night out would be a romantic night out at a nice restaurant in Boston. His That's big- I love, I love the is- fact that she got it right, yeah. and your response to her getting it right was that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for noticing that, Brett. Thank you for noticing this. <laughs> Question number two: What is your partner's pet peeve of you? Of me, uh, I don't. It's the I'm not listening component of our conversations. But she comes in abruptly like I'm doing something and it's in the morning. This is when it happens. And she starts talking about the day. And uh, I've told her a thousand times, like, when you start talking about, like, what is going on, can you, like, just volley out, like, just a salutation and make sure, like, I res- you get something in response. Therefore, you know I'm listening. Because a lot of times she's talking. She could be talking to the dog. We have one of those now. <laughs> we have two kids. She could be talking to herself. I like to do that. Sometimes I just talk to myself. No idea she was talking to me. So I say, I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? And then she's like, yes. Okay, Kathy. I, obviously, I nailed it, I think, word for word, because Kathy's covering her face and I'm... Why are you doing that? For a that? minute there, I was I, worried that you know you when you and watch I... something and you're like cringing, like oh no. <laughs> what's, what's the matter? This is, you know, why our marriage works is because we're honest. I, I gave you an honest answer. For a second there, I was worried because I was like, I'm the same way, because yeah. Allie thinks she's a planner, mm. and I'm I'm not, and I'll be very lost in the thing that I'm doing. And she comes in and starts talking about like, hey, just so you know, tomorrow this this and this are happening, and if if I'm not on yeah. board with her yet i, can't I don't do any yeah. of that i don't so, even acknowledge jeff when i walk into the room now i have ear earbuds in and when he decides he wants to talk that's when we're going to do that because yeah. okay. he's not a morning person and i'm a morning person yeah. and you're not going to screw up my morning mm-hmm. there's some marriage advice like that, that yeah, is great good. advice because i'm not a morning person and she is yeah it's like yeah. whoa 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 pump the brakes leslie it's it's 9 a.m i just woke up it's a tuesday okay Waka 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 waka. Hey. No, nothing. <laughs> oh man. All right. Question three. Oh wait. Did we get this? Did we? Did we get no. the answer? Oh, wait. Sorry. Starting to answer. His biggest pet peeve is probably that I nag him. She's quick. Oh. Yep. Yeah. That you nag him when you're talking to somebody. It's make sure you already went when you were talking. Yeah. What's the description of nagging? <laughs> yeah. Because no, that's not nagging. That's what I'm hearing. I hear just if somebody's talking. Right, and I have not set my ears to your frequency. Yeah. Right, so I'm dialed in. You are sending a message, and I am receiving it. We are making eye contact. There's some sort of cue, right, sure. that there is a conversation occurring between one person and another, or more. Right. Well, she skips that step and just goes into the talking part, and I'm still in the dishwashing part, scratching myself. Rubbing my eyes. Well, those dishes sound Waking clean. up. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> Rubbing my nose. This whole year. thing is just a great example that opposites attract. I've never met your wife, but mm-hmm. the answers of these questions, your answer took about two and a half minutes to respond. Yeah. 
hers was literally one word. She yeah. just went, I nag. Like yeah. <laughs> she had like yeah. two mm-hmm. words. That was it. Yeah, which begs for so many more questions. I mean, the other thing that annoys me is she's so brief. <laughs> her brevity, her brevity is annoying. I, I like long winded. Just yeah, kidding. That way, he's yeah. I want a woman that can just go on. That, that and way, on. Rick's got enough time to realize that she's talking to him. I will, I will say this though. The flip side, though, she, she does, she does cut to the chase, and she gets it done. Yeah, like when okay, mm-hmm. I'm listening, and then it's like, bam, great. That was super speedy, efficient, and. Which there's nothing worse than someone like in a business meeting or like in a meeting that's mm. just long winded. Yeah. You're just like, get to the point. Anyway, question number three. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of getting to the point, let's go. How does your partner relax at the end of the day? I go for a therapy drive. I get in my car after dinner and I'll just go cruise around some back roads for like 35 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever, and come home. Spend an evening would be uh, hanging out by the fire with his friends and some cigars. That sounds way better. Yeah, mm. I do that too. I we do that, that too. But but yeah, Brett and I were here for that once. Yeah, and that's a planned thing. Like that hey, went until like four. I know in the morning, we didn't overstayed it? our welcome. Can late. I apologize yeah. for that? We overstayed our welcome. <laughs> that was big time late. That I got or maybe it was the four o'clock when I got home in Salem. It was four it was when a you got late home. Night. Yeah, I felt bad about that driving home. That's On fine. my therapy drive home. I felt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mike, you won. Congratulations. Wait, didn't Kathy get three out of three? No, I got no. one. <laughs> Wait, Maybe, really? Like a half. I think it was like yeah. two and a half. I would have given you two and a half, I feel Thanks. like. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Okay. <laughs> but Mike still won. Yeah, I mean, I told you guys that was going to happen. I'm not competitive. All right, well, I guess that wraps up our game. Thanks, Brett, for playing that game with us. It was pretty cool. Glad I could be a good host. You sounded like a legit official host. Yeah. It's like I do it for a living. It's like, <laughs> right. you know, it's, like it's like you're on a TV station. It's my whole thing. Doing this stuff. Okay, well, why don't we jump into some grievance calls and then uh, we'll we'll hit some some ads and then we'll get uh, Megan Kelleher um, from Duke University on with the Scuttlebutt Duke uh, poll that we did about relationships. Well, we've got a couple. First of all, I feel like this is really growing in popularity. And okay. um, so thank you all for doing this. Keep them coming. Um, we've got a couple this week. I think we've got actually some return callers. I'm excited. Hi, this is Jamie. Uh, I called uh, earlier about the wire fire. Uh, I believe it might actually be uh, like a tire fire smell. Uh, I, after I asked my brother, and he said that it smelled more like tires than wires so i hope that helps uh it's a tuesday and uh smelled it last uh wednesday was the last i smelled it and i have been home every day since then on account of being uh independent (laughs) all right thank you okay jamie that guy might be my favorite person. Me too. I, I vigilant. Him. He's vigilant. A little late with the call, though, the follow-up. It took him, what, it's Wednesday. It's well, we're once a week. Last Tuesday. We're once a week, Rick. Yeah. That's where we are. I think we have some more, though. Okay. Um, hi. Um, I'm at 47 Street, and I'm literally trapped in my house. There's, There's a goose outside and he will not let me he's like right outside my window like can someone please (laughs) can someone please come help me and um get rid oh my god that's like the most medfield police log yeah but i like the fact that they're not clogging up the police log now they're calling the grievance line about it (laughs) but that one sounded like it might have actually been an emergency it is but okay so she called a grievance line that sounded legit i mean the thing was banging its head (laughs) against the glass door (laughs) so what do we do what do we do about this uh i would say um i would refer your inquiry to um aco that's animal control officer jennifer cronin or the thing is that that and I, I'm not an animal control officer, and I'm, I don't I don't have any um, kind of official thing. But it yep. sounded like it was aggressive, but not aggressive like like being mean, because like hurt people hurt people. So I think it felt hurt and depressed, and maybe if like if you have some I don't know antidepressants or something around, maybe take that and like put it in your fertilizer because 
the, the geese like to eat off your lawn and it might make them feel, I don't know, just a little bit more chill. That I'm goose a- just needs a therapy fly. There yeah, you go. Yeah, go for it. Do we have one more? Tell me it's not Jamie. Yes. Is it Jamie? I don't know. I didn't listen to him. Hello, this is Jamie. Yeah, My wires are definitely on fire. Okay. So call me. Thank you. <laughs> All right, bye. Jamie, you have to leave a phone number. How are we going to him back? That was really brief, though. Yeah. I think it's good that he does follow up, though. I really do. So mm-hmm. remember, if you have any grievances, let us know at grievances at scuttlebutt.com. Uh, smalltownscuttlebutt.com mm-hmm. send us yours and um, we will at least play it <laughs> maybe look into it that's right okay cool well that's grievances um, hey Brett Poirier from Medfield TV thank you for coming in and telling us about this haunted drive through I think it's going to be awesome and uh, I'm sure we're going to hang out with you again thanks so much for having me I'm a big fan of the show so thank okay. you alright Hi, this is Rick Fink Jr., co-host of the only podcast in the world called Small Town Scuttlebutt. Now, I'm sure you've heard of me, and as a very important opinion leader and podcasting sensation to many, many, many listeners, it is my pleasure to recommend Mario's Lawn Care for the very best in landscaping management from spring through fall. And right now, the word of the week is lime, lime, lime. Your lawn needs it right now to knock down the acidity in your soil from all the leaves and pine needles. And if you want to show the flowering plants in your bed some love too, then consider giving them some Hollytone bone meal. Of course, you don't have to do it yourself. Do what I do. Call Mario's Lawn Care. Hey, are you sitting down? I've got some small town big news. Park Street Books and Toys just arrived on the internet. That's right. Jim James, owner of Park Street Books, has a strict personal philosophy to always arrive to parties fashionably late. And his position on entering the world of e-commerce is no different. Introducing Park Street Books. There, you'll find the best reading recommendations for children's books and young adult literature from the Park Street Books mascot himself, Booker T. Frog. So, what are you waiting for? Your dial-up connection? Go to parkstreetbooks.com right now. Actually, wait till the end of this show, and then go visit online or in-store. Okay, we're back, which means it's time for the news. It's time for another edition of Scuttlebutt News with Megan Keller. Hi, everyone. Hey, Hi, Megan. Megan. Hey, how are you? Good. I miss you guys. How's grad school going? Oh, grad school is going. <laughs> I have. I was at school at 7 a.m. this morning, and I am still at school. But obviously, I have time to report on relationships on small-town scuttlebutt. That's right. You uh, worked with us on an exclusive small-town scuttlebutt Duke University poll. Uh, to look into um, the state of relationships right now as uh, the pandemic has affected small-town relationships across America, coast-to-coast. Transpired, what is going on? Are you, like, doing wind sprints or just nose-breathing into the phone really hard? (laughs) I'm doing wind sprints. Okay. That's what I have to do to stay alive since I've been up since the crack crack of dawn. So, I sent out this very official relationship survey to my entire class at Duke University. Mm -hmm. And I got some good data for you guys. Okay, well, let's hear it. All right. So first question, I asked, which of the following best describes your current relationship status? Mm -hmm. So 48% were married, 13% were in domestic partnerships, and 39% were single but cohabitating with a significant other. Mm. Okay. Wow. What does that last one mean? That sounds like a good deal. You're not married. You're not in a relationship per se, but you're kind of living with what? A roommate with benefits? What is this? Single but cohabitating with a partner. I'm intrigued. But anyway, yeah. So we're messing around with about half the people in this poll are married. The other half um, are in some sort of relationship or cohabitating. Yeah, yeah. Right? So So they're coming from a place of... Um, that they could answer these questions. Yeah, they're not in isolation. They do feel like they have some interpersonal, intimate relationship with another person. So, interesting. Moving forward, what's question number two? So, (laughs) this is a good one. Um, Would you cheat on your partner if you were guaranteed to not be caught? Wow. 11% said yes. (laughs) 
89% said no. First of all, these have to be the married people, right? Because if I probably if I'm living with my roommate who I'm kind of going out to dinner with and once that's not cheating. And if I have a girlfriend or something, I just think it's a roller coaster right now. The mm-hmm. pandemic is a roller coaster. That 11%, if you ask them today, it might be up to 27% or it might be down to 7. You just don't know. Depending on the day Depending is Kathy's day. answer. And I would yeah. also say that 100% of that 11% fully believed, yes, this is an anonymous service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it, it truly is. Okay, so the third question. Um, the third question, how many more months do you think your relationship can last in this pandemic? What were the options? 100% of our survey respondents said we're good. Really? Really. Mm. What were the other options? Less than one month, less than three months, and less than six months. So 100% thought we're good. Yeah, so those eleven percent that are cheating on their significant others—they're one hundred percent certain that they're good in their relationship. I know now. Now, because again, they knew this was an anonymous survey. Yeah, that was good analysis. Well, you're also only asking questions of people that are currently in a relationship, so it's not like the poll asks, "Have you been in a relationship in the last year, and are you still in a relationship?" Which would weed out the people that broke up because of quarantine. Mm-hmm. I think it's important if we knew, like, how, what's the percentage of people who know the password to their significant others? Because Rick doesn't these, even know his own password. Then these, these uh, <laughs> answers are scaled. <laughs> All right. Next, are you the reacher or the settler in your relationship? So 62% recorded that they're the reacher, which um, we defined as not sure how I pulled this relationship off. Mm hmm. And 38% define themselves as the settler. The clock was ticking. Interesting. Oh, wow. These are really honest people. That 38%. Yeah. I'm not, not going to ask you guys. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you guys what you would choose in your relationship. I'm a reacher. I'm a reacher. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> Me too. I plead the uh, fifth. I'm the Gemini. Yep. <laughs> Um, I'd, I'd like to know that, the answer. I'm sorry. I'd like to know the answers to that, how they fall down gender lines. Because I bet women were more often the settler. Settler, yeah. I mean, Alex well, settled you, for sure. I mean, couldn't that also mean like you inevitably knew you were going to end up in a relationship with said person? Maybe. Right. Oh. Maybe. No, clock ticking means. Um, Quite. Quite philosophical of me on this Monday evening. No, I think I think it means different things to different people. It means fertility to a woman in her thirties, to a guy in his forties or fifties. He's thinking, "How much more time do I have on this planet? Am I gonna <laughs> end it alone, or am Ow. I gonna settle down?" Where you're coming from? All right, I the I I actually have to hop off. Okay. Um, unfortunately, you know this whole Duke University MBA program. Okay. Is- Keeping up my time. But the last question was, if you were offered $500,000 in the keys to a brand new Porsche 911 to immediately leave your partner, would you take the deal? Uh-huh. 100% of people said, hell yeah. Yeah. Really? 100% mm-hmm. of the people. Good. Okay. Well, Megan, thank you so much. Thanks, Megan. You are so welcome. I um. I will see you soon, hopefully. You know, we'll give you, uh, next week we're doing our Halloween special, but uh, the week after that we'll have you back on with a new assignment. Well, I'm Megan, and that's the relationship scuttlebutt. All right. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. talking to you, Megan. I bet people thought with the fine print of like, well, I'll say that. I'll break up with you. (laughs) I'll get the car, and then we'll get back together. That was very informative. However, I'm kind of crunching these numbers here, and I'm looking over the analytics on this uh, survey monkey survey. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the last question, there's no alternative answer. Yeah. So, well, that's everybody kinda... said, hell yes, that answered. However, it's worth noting that most um, people didn't. You don't have to mention numbers. Yeah. More than 80% of people skipped that question. So, yeah. that's skewed. Uh, the people that answered it are also, uh, spoiler alert, same people that were, uh, cheating. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there was. I mean, I don't know that, but I, yeah. I'd be willing Probably. to bet that those, that's the same people that answered. It's like the a last profile. One. So when we did this survey, <clears throat> small town scuttlebutt, 
in partnership with Duke University, one of the finest institutions in the world. The Duke side uh, came up with some good questions, but the Scuttlebutt side sort of dropped the ball. For example, question five, with only one response. I didn't know we were coming up with questions. I, well, I submitted questions, well, and I don't see the, them in here, and they weren't about a Porsche. Well, here's the problem, guys. You don't check your email because I was email number 7001? No, I actually, <laughs> I'm going to call you guys out for not hitting a deadline. And First of all, I had you can't do that when you have 7,000 emails. I don't anymore. You can't do that. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to call you out for not submitting answers. What do you guys think of the survey? Was it? I don't know that we learned anything. Yeah. From it. I don't think we <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we didn't learn anything from the survey, did we? We need to take the survey of the people that are moving into the new housing development that you think yes. is going to be a uh, bachelor dormitory for newly divorced uh right the melrose medfield place yeah. of medfield that's that's the place we want to stake out and survey single I'm, single dad row i mean this is where all the dads are going to move to that don't want to have to i don't know i was thinking about that the other day because some half of them seem to be sold and they're still constructing the other half and i'm thinking can they survive the construction because that's a lot. Yeah, but considering what they're coming from, this is an upgrade. But you're you think you know the backstory that these are all like single dads now mm-hmm. that are here based on commute and guilt. Is that it? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. And I love that in Rick's mind, these guys are all they just got divorced, and in Rick's mind, they're all like billionaire playboys that are like out just out on the town living right. it up and i don't think that's probably the client these aren't cheap that's... these are not cheap right but i don't i don't think i mean like you i uh, maybe i'm wrong <laughs> i feel like these guys just got divorced there's probably something to that i don't know that they're going to be um having any success at all in their right in their new digs but... right i will say this and i don't want to bring this podcast down but i think some listeners would resonate with this is that Unfortunately, in this, in our society today, divorce is not for women. It's the, the, the laws and everything. Women typically, um, majority of them, um, their financial status decreases significantly, where a man's increases significantly because the laws are in their favor. Interesting. Yeah. I know this because um, I do a side hustle thing. Um, I don't, I, I'm not trying to like, push my businesses or anything. I'm just not, I'm not trying to do that, but um, I have been known to be hired to go to the Suffolk County courthouse lobby and just sit there because I, if you have ever seen me, I have the ability to make even a um, really nice dinner party mildly uncomfortable. Right. Wait till I'm sitting in the court <laughs> of your divorce settlement. I have done, and I'm not kidding, I have done this. Yeah. I have sat across and just given them the side eye. Uh-huh. Why they're trying to negotiate custody and alimony. Yeah. So if you need that, I'm here. I'm the equalizer of Medfield. There you That's go. what I'm saying. Okay. Cool. On that note, do we want to go into <laughs> I our... digressed in something. Sorry. You did, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you put Are a you ball on it. I will say when Kathy no. shows up on your side, she's in it for the long haul. She's here tonight with an, a vintage thermos with the twist off cap that doubles as a cup. Yep. Um, so when Kathy shows up on your side, she's she's not going anywhere for a while. She's got a uh, plenty of what's in that anyway. Sutter home tea. No, it's not Sutter home. First broth. of all, I I just want to clarify to listeners. Is it like a the warm only reason I had broth? Sutter home last week is because it was a traveler. I do have I have Chardonnay in this, and th- this keeps it cold, and that's how. And but it looks like I'm drinking tea. It's it's wow to keep up appearances. All right, so when Kathy shows up on your side. With a thermos full of Chardonnay, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. She has your best interest. It's not in full. I don't. I don't drink a full thing. I'm very. I I actually measure out my Chardonnay. <laughs> yeah, you have been nursing it, which is yes. why I assumed it was like. I can warm only have so broth. much Chardonnay a day. That's why. Portion control is important. No, it is. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah. Know when to say when. Right. Okay, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. Make sure to check out the Haunted House Drive-In, hosted by Medfield Television and the Medfield Public Library. That's held this Saturday at the Medfield State Hospital. And remember, folks, it is free. There are no tickets. But if you would like to donate to two nonprofits, the library and the TV station, then by all means, bring some money and give it to them. 
Also, make sure to tune in next week to Small Town Scuttlebutt, if you dare. It's our Halloween special. We're going to make it wicked spooky. And if you like what you hear here on uh, Small Town Scuttlebutt, please tell a friend. Send the link. The more the merrier. And I'd like to also thank Brett for coming in and Megan doing the news during midterms. And uh, for myself and Mike and Kathy, this is Small Town Scuttlebutt. We will see you next week. Thanks. That wraps up another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, the only podcast that reacts to the overreaction of other people reacting to small town problems. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about us. Small Town Scuttlebutt is released every Thursday wherever great podcasts are downloaded. Interact with the show and send your comments, videos, and voice memos to grievances at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Our standards are low, so feel confident your correspondence will be seen and addressed on a future show. Rick Fink Jr., Mike Page, and Kathy Ferris are represented by the Bravo Talent Group. Get in touch with the show by sending your email to Bravo at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Special thanks to our sponsors and listeners like you. And again, don't forget to tell your friends about Small Town Scuttlebutt.